Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. Well, I am uh, in Arizona, in sunny Arizona. People here think it's cold. It's not. It's like 60 degrees. I'm at Desert Financial Arena on Arizona State's campus. I was here last night for UCLA, Arizona State. I'm going to stick around and watch Arizona State play USC uh, tomorrow night here in this arena. And uh, our next guest is a terrific broadcaster himself. But he's a young broadcaster. He's a college kid working at a college radio station. Uh, one of the best stations, if not the best station in the country, according to uh, those who pay attention to such things. But Dominic Stern and his broadcast partner last night arrived at this very arena and were informed, hey, the FS1 broadcast crew isn't coming. So Doug Tamaro, the the associate athletic director at Arizona State, did what a decent human being would do. He said, hey, Dominic and his partner have been here all the time. They go to shoot around. They're present. I'm going to reward him. And so he stuck them front and center on the court, toes on the court, in that seat that you always get to see on television. The student broadcasters were there. I wrote about it today. And Dominic Stern from Blaze Radio on the Arizona State campus is joining us now. How are you? I'm doing great, John. Thank you for having me on. You bet. When did you know? When did you find out you were going to be sitting in those prime seats? So we found out on Tuesday when uh, Fox Sports basically reached out and told uh, Doug that they wouldn't be there at the broadcast. And this is the second time this season that they've broadcasted remotely from Desert Financial Arena. Uh, the first time was actually in the Territorial Cup, and Ryan Sakura and Ben Paris got the broadcast from those same seats. Uh, Kevin Malater and I, uh, my partner last night, we... We were thrilled. We found out on Tuesday, and that uh, that just added to the excitement for us to be broadcasting that massive game last night. I kept looking down at you guys because those seats are, you know, you can see a lot more. You can you can uh, hear the squeak of the sneakers. You can hear what's being said on the court. And, of course, of course with uh, Coach Bobby Hurley out there, you're hearing a lot of stuff. But give us what you get down there versus maybe what you get in your normal seat that is kind of at the top middle of the arena uh, you know, a little bit further away. Yeah, you mentioned it. You can see players saying things to, to their teammates. David Singleton, after he banked in that three late in the shot clock in the first half, had this massive smile on his face, and I pointed that out on the broadcast because he knows he, he shouldn't have made that shot, and that was a massive three that, I mean, you're looking at it, UCLA, of course, pulled away at the end of the game, but if they don't have those extra three points, and, of course, uh, the half-court he from Des- Desmond Cambridge kind of made up for it. Who-, who knows what those last couple of minutes in the game looked like? So it's those little things that the broadcast crew should be able to see, but they aren't able to if they're not there. And we were very gracious and uh, very thankful that Doug Tamara uh, rewarded us by putting us down there. Yeah, look, I think it was a great opportunity for you guys. It makes me sad that FS1 is not doing – big games in person and you're telling me the Arizona Arizona State game the uh, you know 
was a remote broadcast. Last night was a huge game, remote broadcast. I know you grew up in the San Diego area. area. I know that your dream is probably to be a baseball play-by-play broadcaster one day. We do some research. Um, but, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're at the Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State. You're a senior there. You know, what are they talk? Are they talking about any of this stuff in your classes, or are you guys debating? Like, you know, what is where's this industry headed? Yeah, I mean, we we we've talked about it in our inner circles there at Cronkite, and it, it is sad. You know, they uh, they tell us to seek the truth and report it here at the Cronkite School, and it's kind of hard to be able to really seek the truth if you're not there. And they did their due diligences and uh, the broadcasters, but. It, there are details that are left out if you're not actually there. I mean, you have to be there, and there, we know like there are details that we're missing even when we're when we're up top uh, in the media section where we normally are broadcasting our games. So, the fact that Kevin and I were able to get down low and be courtside last night just it, it enhanced our broadcast. It really did. I love that you talked about kind of the smile on uh, the kid's face when he banked the shot in because there's no way that ball should have gone in or he should not have been celebrating after it did, and then. Uh, you, you're also down there, as you can hear, you know, the officials as they come over to the scorer's table. There's just so many little things that I think if you're working on a monitor from your house or from a studio in L.A. that you're not going to pick up. Uh, do you have other examples of things that you heard and saw last night on Press Row? Uh, nothing that I – well, actually, you, you talked about it. Kenny Dillingham, he was there last night. He actually walked right behind our table, so we saw him there. Uh, we mentioned it on the broadcast. It was a big recruiting opportunity. Uh, Trent Borgay, ASU quarterback from last season, he was sitting front row behind one of the hoops on the far side away from the student section. So there were some things that I noticed that, I mean, even if I was just sitting up top, like I, 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 I would have noticed it because I was in the building. I, I was there. And not only that, I was courtside, so I was able to notice even a couple more things. Dominic Stern is our guest. Uh, he is a broadcaster on Arizona State's Blaze Radio. Uh, no, it was noted as the best college radio station in the country. Uh, give us an idea. You you got a chance to see some of the Pac-12 so far. Is UCLA that far in front of everyone in your mind, Dominic, or are they vulnerable as well? I mean, they're at the end of the day, they're college players still. They're obviously really good college players, so. They are the best team in the Pac-12. I think they've definitely separated themselves from Arizona State. We saw that last night when the game mattered most. Their players made plays. ASU's players did not. And we'll get to see them go up against Arizona on Saturday, who's probably the second-best team. That's certainly what the analytics say and what what all the polls have said. But they they have that true point guard, Tiger Campbell, and they have that closer, Jaime Hawkett. They are legit. I actually had one of my friends ask me leading up to the game if I could pick a national champion today, who would it be? And I told him the Bruins, and they kind of validated that because two of its best players, Jalen Clark and Jaime Hawkes, were quite frankly bad offensively, and yeah. they were still able to come away in a ruckus atmosphere on the road with a 12-point victory. I mean, your average team just does not pull that off. Yeah, and I thought, like, the interesting thing last night was sort of watching, uh, you know, when their best player, UCLA's best player has a bad game, what happens to the rest of the team. Now, I think Arizona State's length gave UCLA some problems, particularly in the first half, but late in the game, it was a 9-0 run to finish to win by 12. It really wasn't, you know, I think Bobby Hurley said it after the game. He said, we didn't really lose by 12. I agree with him. I don't think that was an excuse. Like, that was more of a two- to four-point game that kind of got away from them at the end there. But, 
um, it to me it was the experience of UCLA down the stretch. Can can Arizona State rebound? Do you worry at all about Saturday night's performance? You know, a hangover from losing that kind of game in playing a very good USC team. Well, yeah, you mentioned it. USC is very good, and these guys—they're they're athletes. They they know they got to have a short-term memory. Whether you win or you lose, you have to take what you learn from it, either in the victory or the loss, and adapt. And USC is a totally different team. They don't have as many like key playmakers. Boogie Ellis is really good. Drew Peterson's really good, but. Uh, if you're Arizona State, you got to like your chances. You're not going to get as good of an atmosphere from your home crowd uh, tomorrow night, but USC playing against an up-tempo team like Arizona, that's a tough team to then turn around two nights later and then play against another team that plays at a fast pace like the Sun Devils do. So I, I like ASU's chances tomorrow night against the Trojans. It's a big game for both teams because ASU, as good of a season as they've had, they're not a sure tournament team at this point. A win against USC is going to go a long way, currently a quad two win. But if you lose that game, there's not a whole lot of resume boosters left in the Pac-12. So it's a big game for both sides. And for USC, if you're trying to make a late tournament push or a late push to make the tournament at the end of this regular season, this is a crucial game on the road for them. Dominic, uh, you got a chance to see Oregon eight days ago. Uh, you know, Arizona State wins that game by 17 uh, give me an idea of what you think is plaguing Oregon. What you know, because this program under Dana Altman has been fantastic and consistent, and suddenly they're not. Yeah, they they don't have as many playmakers as they've had in the past. And Folly Dante is a great player down low, and Will Richardson is a great guard. But they don't have as many playmakers, guys that can set up the plays like Peyton Pritchard. Dylan Brooks, those guys in the past when those Oregon teams were at its best. And Dana Allman's one of the best coaches in the country, so you can't really count out the Oregon Ducks. And we actually sent one of our broadcasters, Payne Gallagher, up to Oregon to go call both those games at Oregon and at Oregon State. Uh, he, he raved about the experience up there. And I, I wouldn't count out the Ducks. They can get hot uh, in the last month and a half and then go into Vegas with some steam and the Pac-12's not that deep. I mean, if Oregon jumps into that top four seed, they only have to win three games in the Pac-12 tournament all of a sudden. They could be a tournament team. And we saw a couple years ago when they got in as that 12 seed, you don't want to face the Ducks in March. Yeah, I think uh, that tournament's going to be wild. Uh, Dominic Stern is our guest, Blaze Radio, Arizona State uh, student radio station. Um, look, Early in my career, I got a chance to cover Bobby Knight as a beat reporter. It was a fantastic experience for me. I learned a lot. You're getting a chance to cover Bobby Hurley. Uh, I was in that post-game news conference last night. There's some tense moments. Um, I hope you're aware of how much better he's going to make you because that is it's not an easy beat, and he can be intense and direct. Yeah, Bobby, it, it, it's fun covering uh, his teams because he's one of the sport's greatest players. I mean, he was a focal point of building up Duke's uh, program, and he's very candid with us. Uh, Arizona State is very welcoming to its student media, as we've kind of discussed uh, with Doug Tamara. He's honest with us, but the coaches aren't afraid to hold us accountable if they think there's a bad question. So uh, all of us at the student media, we, uh, we truly appreciate Bobby Hurley. Yeah, I think one of the students last night asked him about hero ball. He didn't like that last last night, late late no. in the uh, in the news conference. I appreciated that. So, uh, look. Uh, so you're telling me that Blaze Radio, Arizona State student radio station, sent 
broadcasters up to the state of Oregon to cover the Arizona State trip to Oregon and Oregon State, but FS1 did not send a broadcaster to UCLA, Arizona State in person. Uh, that that I, I didn't really thought of it like that, but yeah, we were we traveled for the entire football season. Uh, our our sports station director Mallory Schnell has done a great job. Uh, other sports directors, uh, assistant sports directors like myself, Kevin Malater, who was on the call with me last night, Ryan Sakura, Walker Smith, where we're always communicating about ways that we can get opportunities for our broadcasters to do games. And it, it is sad to see that Fox Sports 1 maybe isn't as invested in getting as good of a product for its fans because you guys were also talking about it before I hopped on here. There was a very clear delay in the broadcast when you're watching the game. And I went back because I like to listen to the professional broadcasters and what they say, and I can learn stuff from what they're saying if I like it or what to not say if I don't like it. But you could very clearly tell there was a delay because they weren't there. Look, I I, uh, appreciate your time, your expertise. I think seeing it through your eyes, Dominic, is fantastic. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. You and your partner on the call last night were great it was fun to see you guys smiling and having a good time uh, you know in, in what was a big environment in a big game and uh, uh if we can ever be of help to you you know where to find us but thank you for joining us and giving us some insight and before i let you go though i gotta ask you you a chargers fan now are you still a chargers fan san diego kid no absolutely not i despise You're done. them i despise no <laughs> so watching them blow that 27 nothing lead uh my girlfriend and my roommate, we were watching some TV, but I had the game on my computer, and it was 27 nothing. They told me to turn it off. I said, no, they're going to blow it. That's exactly what they did. It was a classic Chargers moment. So are, were you a, were you ever a Chargers fan, or is it because they left now you're no longer, or where, where do you stand on that? Yeah, they left. Yeah, I couldn't support them when they, when they left our city. Love it. Dominic, keep up the fight. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Appreciate you for having me on. There's Dominic Stern. From Blaze Radio, Arizona State Student Radio. The Chargers are dead to him. I don't blame him. I don't blame people in Oakland if they don't like the Raiders anymore. You know, I'm sure when the uh, Giants left uh, left New York and went to San Francisco, there were people uh, who said, I'm done with them. Well, I've been asked uh, that about the Blazers. Like, if the Blazers would ever move, if I could be a fan, it's like, no. There's no, no. way I could be a fan. I don't think Sonics fans are... Uh, have turned into Oklahoma City Thunder fans. Do you? No, I don't think so. Amen to that. Our big splash coming up. Leave it here. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.